0: If someone looked at any one of these projects, what do they learn about you and what impression do they have of you and what you work on? So that's why over you know the past three to four years I've really tried to align everything around marketing and brand design.
1: Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm Fiam And I'm Charlie,
0: and we always say at the start of these episodes, this is a show about design and side projects, and we realized recently that we haven't really been talking in depth about side projects for a while. There's been a lot of design (laughs) career conversation, which, uh, you know, was was necessary. We wanted to chat about it. There was a lot going on with with both of our careers that we wanted to share, but today we want to dig deeper into the side projects. Um, You hear a little taste of what we're working on when we do our uh, catch-ups, our check-ins at the beginning of the episode. But we wanna talk about what is coming next for us, how we're thinking about our side projects going into 2023, how we're deciding what to work on. And if this is something that's been on your mind, if you're thinking about expanding a side project, picking up a new one, doing something different, then hopefully you'll get some value out of this episode. Or maybe you're just curious about what we're doing, (laughs) and then you can enjoy that too. (laughs) So since we're gonna talk about side projects in the main episode for our check in, should we do it more from a like personal life side yeah. of things, fam? How's how's things going?
1: Yeah, that's nice. Uh I just got back from pottery class uh last night. I have been doing a like six week pottery course it's my second course so it's like level two quote unquote uh Ooh, getting, fancy. <laughs> getting fancy uh yeah and I've really been enjoying it I went twice this week actually and uh the first time earlier this week I barely made anything. I was really frustrated. I was like maybe pottery's not for me. Maybe I don't have this gift and I should just give up now. And then last oh. night it went really well and I made some really cool oh. things. So, uh feeling really good about that and uh it's nice to have an activity that's like just me and my hands and clay. Like I can't even Mm. like literally look at my phone because my hands are full of clay. Like it's just completely disconnected for like two and a half hours. And so I've really, really been enjoying it um, considering maybe getting my own wheel, setting up a little studio at home. I don't don't know. I don't know. I need to do a bit more research, but yeah, so I've really been enjoying pottery lately, Been doing a lot of mountain biking. I think I've talked about that as well. Uh, Going to New Zealand next week for a three week trip home so yeah that's kind of what's been going on with me in my personal life I love that you're doing pottery classes I feel like that's something I'd really enjoy doing because
0: I don't think I have any hobbies (laughs) that aren't also my business now (laughs) like you know since we're gonna speak about side projects yeah I don't know there's just there's barely anything that I do or make just for myself yeah like uh, I guess I play video games or board games, go for hikes. Those are hard to monetize, um, though I did try
1: for a little bit on Twitch. <laughs> I love that that's your definition, like it's hard to monetize, yeah. therefore it's <laughs> that it can it's stay a hobby, a hobby. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I think I'm at risk of like trying to turn everything into being part of my, my business if it is possible to monetize it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I get it, I get it, yeah I've, yeah. I've really been enjoying these hobbies. I will say it's been taking a lot of my time, like I at some point I had something on like some sort of class or training session three nights a week like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays I had some like some class to go to and I was starting to get a little burnt out on that I was like oh I just want some time at home to rest and relax I was feeling really yeah. tired and like too much was going on uh now that it's like winter and stuff things are cooling down a little bit more um but yeah I think I maybe <laughs> In like many more ways but, than one yeah yeah true but um <laughs> yeah i think i like pushed it to the limit of like what's all the extra things i can do Mm. and then now i'm like trying to to figure out which ones are sustainable
0: nice yeah i have been traveling a little bit recently just some little local trips on the train i freaking love traveling by train it's so much nicer than flying somewhere it's the best like you don't have to show up super early security is like super lax no one's gonna make you take your shoes off or get your laptop out you get a large seat Nice yeah. big windows to see some scenery. yeah, it's been great. Um, so that's what I've been up to recently and uh, yeah, kind of haven't focused a lot on my business in this week off that I've had because of that, which has been really nice. I think I needed this time. I haven't had a large chunk of time off since my sabbatical in July, I believe it was. Um, so yeah, it was it was about time for me to do that. I was I was starting to burn out, I think. Uh, and I still am feeling like I don't want to go back to work on Monday. <laughs>
1: yeah I saw that you've um come straight into side project thinking though I think I saw a tweet of yours this morning that you're considering moving your marketing um oh my gosh remind me the podcast to like monthly the other one
0: my other baby your yeah. other your other
1: baby the inside marketing inside marketing it. thank, design, you, thank you. Yes. sorry I had a mind blank it's morning yeah. uh yeah that you're considering moving it to monthly instead of these like seasons so tell us a little bit about that and what yeah. you're thinking for it
0: Nice segue into our main topic, fam. So this is something I'm thinking of doing for 2023, not perhaps starting right at the beginning of the year, like I need a bit of a break first from this season. Um, But how I've been producing the show in the past has been seasonal, where I spend a couple of months doing a bunch of research and outreach and planning and pre-interview calls, recording, getting things prepped to start launching. Um, And so it ends up being about six months of solid focused work at a time, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, if we have the time before, and then while episodes are coming out, I'm still reviewing and like promoting and releasing each week, you know? Um, And it's just feeling like a lot, like I feel like I can't really do many other things right now as well as inside marketing design. I think it has taken over my life somewhat. Um, My book progress has slowed. I've not been able to think much about filming other videos for my YouTube channel. Um, Yeah, inside marketing design gets the focus. So I'm considering going monthly because I think it might um, make it a little bit more sustainable for me in that I could just do one a month and focus on once once per Mm -hmm. month. I'm thinking about it. Maybe I could batch them like three at a time and then not have to think about it um, again. You know, uh, only think about it once a quarter. I don't know, but I'm looking for more sustainability, but also more consistency in publishing because I think that the way I do it seasonally like episodes come out between september and like to the first week of december and then no one hears anything in the podcast right. feed until next september uh, which is perhaps not great for audience growth <laughs> so <laughs> that that as well is another reason i'm considering changing to monthly and uh as i asked for advice on this in some like creator communities i'm a part of everyone's been like oh yeah weekly is what you should do if you really want to grow oh, and i'm like no, yeah no, that'd be no, great no, no. but i do not have the time The budget, the energy, or quite frankly, the guest list to have 52 different interviews a year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hell
0: to the no. That's not happening. Um, Not until I can like, I don't know, do my business full time, have a large team around me (laughs) to handle
1: everything but the interview itself. Not going to happen. No, no. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I've like flip-flopped between which is better, like batching things, releasing them kind of in Mm -hmm. one go, or like... You know, doing it more spread out, consistently over the year. I know that the the saying in the community is like, "Oh, you got to be consistent, like constantly releasing, like have a schedule." Mm-hmm. You know, always be publishing. Uh, but yeah, that can also like lead to a lot of burnout and be a lot to <laughs> a lot to kind yeah. of manage. Uh, but it's interesting to hear like that you've tried the season thing, but it's consuming like all of your energy when it's happening, right? Like it sounds like you're not able to focus on other projects or other initiatives or other things going on. Uh, so yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious how it's going to go if you switch to a monthly, a monthly uh, schedule. It might be a little bit more manageable and allow you to like better balance your other projects at the same time.
0: Yeah, balance is definitely what I'm looking for in 2023. More of that. Like I'd like to be more consistent with my YouTube channel, I was thinking the other day about setting some like themes. So doing like four episodes a month where one is a vlog, one is like a um, a design show and tell of a showcase, you know, like theming. So there's four different types of videos per month. I don't have it settled yet What well, the other ones are, but like that that way of doing things might help with my overwhelm with that as well. Yeah. Of being like, oh heck, what am I gonna make a video about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard to keep it all going, you know? And I know you've been thinking about doing something different with your YouTube videos Yeah. to handle this balance thing. You were wondering about going seasonal with that. Where's your head at as we approach 2023? What are you thinking for the year yeah. ahead?
1: So I have been like releasing videos, I guess, like September to December this year. And I'm considering that like a season, quote unquote. And then yep. I'm thinking of taking January off and then starting to plan and film in February. Maybe March, and then releasing like kind of March to June and then taking like another break. So I think I'm gonna try that. Uh, it also just aligns with my personal life schedule a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cause I'm about to go away to New Zealand for a month and like, I don't wanna come back and feel like, <gasps> now I'm like so behind, I need to like create content. Uh, so mm-hmm. letting myself like just have January to not think about it. So I'm gonna try it and I will report back and let you know, I'm thinking, of how I could like repurpose some of my content into shorter form on YouTube, like shorts to keep it going in those lull periods. So like maybe I won't create organic new content and release big videos, but maybe I'll repurpose some of my past videos into some like shorter clips just so that there is something on the feed, but I'm not gonna put a lot of energy and focus into it, I don't think.
0: Yep, I like that idea. I don't know about you, but I've had a bunch of people in my inbox offering that sort of thing as a service oh, yeah recently yeah. it seems to be what a lot of people um yeah want to focus on I've not been super impressed yet
1: by any of the like work samples though just gonna be honest interesting <laughs> yeah YouTube seems to be prioritizing it too like when I open like when I go to YouTube it's like shorts like on the home page it's like a lot of shorts so uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, just trying to think about how I could repurpose because I, I have so much content, even like the live streams I do, like, how could I repurpose those into short bite sized clips? Mm-hmm. Like, I mm-hmm. think that's huge opportunity, but just like, I don't want to spend the time watching like one hour live streams I've done to find the, the good content. And, of course, I could pay someone to do that. but Then you're spending more money. Yeah, then I'm spending more money. So I haven't quite, like, tipped over the fence to try that out yet. But it's something I'm thinking Mm. about.
0: Interesting. So, okay, right now, so far, we've talked about the things we're already doing that we're going to keep going next year. But that we're going to try and make more sustainable for us, fit in with our lives better. Definitely seeing that as a theme amongst a lot of creative friends as well. That's what we're all thinking about at the moment is we want, we don't want creating to take over our lives. We want it to be like a seamless part of it. And so maybe if um, anyone listening is thinking of starting up something new in the next year, then try and think about how it can be a part of your life and like fit in with it rather than um, taking over it completely as you start on a new venture. Learn from our, you know, learn from our, I won't say mistakes, but um, what we're feeling at the moment our experience (laughs) our experience I like it that's better um but what about anything new for you is there anything new you're thinking of doing with your business with side projects yeah in the next year I'm working on a
1: course I think I mentioned maybe in some episode we did but only in a little catch-up I think so only only a little catch-up about it Okay, so I'm working on a course, TBD the name, because I keep flip-flopping between different names, but it's going to be with me like, and my book. <laughs> it's so hard, right? But it's it's sort of going to be geared for more like mid-weight to senior designers looking to have more influence and impact on like their relationship with product. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like the product side of product design is like the slogan I've been using, but I, I don't know if it's sticking, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what I've been going with. And so it's not going to be a practical like Figma design course. It's going to be like, we're going to be in probably like Google Docs and like Google Sheets and uh, there's going to be templates and resources around like how you can collaborate better with product and how you can have more influence on product strategy. Um, So less of a like design focused course, but it is for designers So I am planning to have a landing page, like a sales landing page ready by the end of this year. And then to start really like creating the course content in January when I come back from my trip. This also aligns nicely with my little like YouTube season break. If you can't, Mm, if you haven't put that together. So (laughs) yeah, having that break from YouTube and like going all in on my course for like two months is kind of my intention um, so that's going to be my main focus for the beginning of next year, and like maybe I'll launch the course like beginning of March, optimistically. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So fairly soon. That's exciting. Fair, don't say that. That freaks me out. But yes, fairly soon. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's a glacial pace. You got loads of time. <laughs> yeah. So that's the main thing I'm thinking about. I've also been thinking about creating a few more like small products, um, like, mm. you know, under a hundred bucks. Like I, I've got a lot of material of things I've shared in my YouTube videos in the past and I'm always getting emails from people like, oh, do you have that as a template? Or, oh, can you send that Figma file that you walked through over to me? So I'm thinking of like consolidating all of these like Figma templates and things that I've shared in my videos but haven't necessarily shared as files. And just like selling that as a bulk, like, here you go, you can get all the templates I've ever shared in my videos. And it would be like a, a living product that I'll just keep adding those templates to over time. Yeah. So I've been thinking of that. Um, yeah. And just like creating some of those smaller products that, uh, I mean, the idea is that that could turn into some nice passive income, but, uh, yeah, we'll see.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. I've, I've definitely want to do that next year. I've I mean, seen a lot of benefits, I think, from having my font for sale, which is a fairly yeah. low priced product. You know, it's been yep. a few years now since I launched that and it doesn't get a lot of sales, but it's still exciting to see it get, yeah. you know, a handful every single month or um, every single week. Like when I see a little note pop up in my Slack, you've made a sale on ConvertKit. And I'm like, yeah. great, <laughs> someone else bought my font. Um, I'd like to have more smaller products up for sale mm-hmm. as well as I continue working on my book, which is going to be, you know, a big thing, not a super high ticket item or anything. Um, but like it's a lot of effort <laughs> to reduce it. A and lot. I just want to have some like dopamine hits of quicker wins in the meantime, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, get <laughs> uh, I think you, I need you, I get it you. to keep myself going. So I've been thinking about that too, putting together a few cool little like um, resources or assets. Mm-hmm. Like one I've been thinking about is, um, a file, like a Figma file with components of little hand-drawn elements that I have on oh, my website nice. that I like to add to pretty much anything I design. So I've now also made it part of ConvertKit's brand. Um, nice. I think that will be fun as a thing. It'd be fun for me to create. It could pair nicely with grayscale even so I could give like, I don't know. Yep. Yeah, I just, I think it'd be fun. So um, that's one idea yeah. of, of something new I'm going to add next year. Yeah,
1: I'm kind of, because my time availability is getting like less and less as I get older I'm trying to get into this mindset of like minimal effort highest gain kind of thing mm. like what what's the balance of like you know because for example this like Figma file template I could go all in and make like themes and components yep. and auto layout and custom. you know I could do that that would be like the perfect like golden standard but I know that that's going to take me like a month at least to like Put all of that together and so I'm trying to embrace the like more scrappiness of like kind of get it out there at least people can use it and I can add that stuff over time those kinds of improvements if I want to uh, and just not let that like perfection or that like golden standard hold me back from just doing it because in the past that's held me back from so many things and so mm. yeah I'm just trying to think about like what's the level of effort required and like what's the potential gain and kind of weighing those out to try to decide, you know, what's worth it.
0: Yep. Yeah. And it is always hard to make that choice. Like, yeah, something I feel like I can't relate to when people say to me, oh, I'd love to start a side project, but I don't know what to work on. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, like I've got like a million ideas that I just cannot work on. And I think you get ideas from starting to create something and then like it sparks yes. an idea for something else. Like, so if you are in that situation, don't fret, you're not alone. And maybe that's a way to to get those ideas flowing. But I have to say no to myself a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Like
0: there's other ideas that I have started thinking about for next year like i want to build more stuff in Webflow. i think it's really fun uh-huh. my uh-huh. own personal website i'm like really happy with it i don't feel like i need to redesign it right now and rebuild it again i'm like let's stop ourselves from doing that that was a large <laughs> effort we don't need to do that but it'll be fun to like build little micro sites for like little things i don't know um mm. and i was like i started thinking what if i did one every month <laughs> and then it was like <laughs> charlie calm down <laughs> you can you can't even manage the projects that you have on your plate right now. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that's gonna happen, but I think I would like to next year, like make at least one little Webflow microsite on some topic that like, you know, strikes me at the time that I get to work on it. Probably won't be any sort of paid thing, but it'll be a fun thing, like activity for me to do and I'll make content about the
1: yeah creation
0: yeah. of it and all of that, so um, it'll be fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, what else are you thinking about for next year? Is there anything else on your plate that you've been considering?
0: I would like to make a Webflow template for sale, mm. um, which could like scratch that building a Webflow itch as well as the right. like having a product for sale. Yeah. So that could be fun. I don't know if I can get my book finished next year, but I'd really like to. We'll see how I go with completing this first draft um, with the current structure that I'm working to. But that will remain a key focus. Um, I really wanna make a course. I have a few mm-hmm. ideas for different courses that mm-hmm. I would like to create. But I'm also forcing myself to finish the book first. Like, I think a course is another large chunk of a project, which, you know, like there's time to go into the structure and the the teaching and how do I explain this thing succinctly, which is similar work to what I'm doing in the book. Um, so I don't want to have too many projects on the go that are, you know, like pulling from that same energy, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that definitely, that definitely makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean... I don't know I think what's cool about all of your side projects is that they all like align with each other really well like I think the fact that you have your your grayscale font that you sell and like you also use it in your brand and then you're often Mm -hmm. creating things in Webflow, and you're like also filming that process and like that turns into content like it's all kind of being repurposed which uh I don't know about you but like That took me a long time to learn going into all of this side project stuff. Like I initially kept having shiny object syndrome was like, no, I want to try a completely new thing over here and like a different thing over here. But now like I'm realizing the potential to just kind of, I don't know, repurpose things a little bit more or make things more aligned. I think overall like makes more sense for me and my audience and my brand.
0: Yeah. And it's about sort of thinking about if someone looked at any one of these projects, what do they learn about you and what impression do they have of you and what you work on? Mm -hmm. So that's why over, you know, the past three to four years, I've really tried to align everything around marketing and brand design to just be like, this is what I want to be known for. Uh, It's a, I know it's a niche (laughs) There's like not as much opportunity in it as there is in product design. But if I want someone to think of brand and marketing design and think of me, and like come to yeah. me for the resources on it. And so that's why I'm like building up, you know, the reputation in that area. Um, so I think that when I'm at go to make a webflow template, it probably won't be like a design portfolio template. It'll probably be a template for a SaaS product right, website, right, right. you know, um, that sort of thing to, to keep everything in line with with that marketing design, um, you know, brand reputation I want to build. And I feel like you're doing the same with this, you know, the Focusing on the product side of product design, mm-hmm. you know, you've never gone out there being the one to be like, oh, I'm going to teach you how to design an icon and no. to like uh, look for these little visual design details. You've always been the one about the career and the internal relationships and the research and the
1: strategy and that sort of thing. Um, so I think your course is a perfect fit. And it's, yeah, it's great to see you. you working on that. Thank you. I'll admit I've been having a little bit of like, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome, but I don't know about you I've been seeing more and more people on Twitter and Instagram like teaching more of that like practical design side like these UI tips or Figma hacks Mm -hmm. or like whatever here's how to like build your components correctly Uh, and I've seen all of this and I've had this like had a few moments where I'm like oh my gosh I never share or talk about that kind of side of design how are people trusting me that I'm a good designer when I like never talk about the practical side of design do you know what I mean I've been having a bit of like existential like am I good enough to be like teaching what I'm teaching when I'm not sharing anything about like the actual craft side of design like I don't know it's just something I've been noticing a lot lately on my timelines and have been reflecting on with my own content
0: this is something that definitely came to mind for me when I started live streaming my work a lot this year Mm. because in that people were literally in my Figma files seeing all of my very unnamed very (laughs) messy layers yeah and the fact that I constantly detach components rarely use auto layout like I'm not a Figma power user by any means and I was really embarrassed about that to start with I was like oh god maybe I should like make those part of my process, just so I can look (laughs) better. Yeah, I think there's other reasons I should make them part of my process, like it really can help with efficiency, (laughs) but then I was also like, you know what, I've gotten to where I am in my career, doing things the way that I'm doing them. I know I produce results for the company, I get people messaging me, emailing me, being like, oh, I've been looking at websites, and the ConvertKit one is amazing, you did such a good job. And I'm like, first of all, there's so many things wrong with it that I want to fix. But thank you for what you're saying. <laughs> but also, like, it's a good reminder that you don't have to have the perfect process to produce yeah. good results. And your mm-hmm. process is the one that works for you. Yeah. And so I've kind of been taking a bit of pride in showing a different side of things, mm-hmm. you know, and showing a little bit more messiness, and a focus on, um, yeah, focus more focus on the end result than the, yeah the naming layers
1: (laughs) yeah 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 i know what you mean yeah i think uh I don't know. It feels a bit saturated too, like the people teaching the more craft side. Like there's so much content out there and I don't want to add to the noise. And there's also some really talented designers teaching that stuff. And so I'd rather just send my audience to them, you know, like, oh, if you want to know about like visual and UI design, go and check out Shift Nudge by MDS because like Mm -hmm, that is mm -hmm. the course to take. I'm not even going to try to make something like even half as good as that. So I've just tried to like, yeah, I, I, I think that's something cool too about like the kind of side project design community is like at least for me, I I I send people around, right? Like if someone comes to me mm-hmm. asking We me, share the love. Yeah, we share the love. If someone comes to me asking about a topic that I'm don't feel expert enough in or don't have the answers for I will send them to someone else who i know is is better equipped to do that and so that's also i think like helped me kind of accept like okay this is my niche this is my specialization and that's okay i'm just going to go really deep into this
0: yeah we're sticking to our strengths right and that's what i definitely advise anyone to do who's thinking of starting up a side project where they're creating content or producing um, a product that is going to be sold Stick to something that you're strong in already, you know? Um, I feel like I'm really strong in intru- like explaining things well and introducing people to things. So mm-hmm. that's why I like making 101 tutorials. Right. But you are not gonna see me do an advanced expert level Figma tutorial because I, like, I use enough of the product that I need to run my process. I'm right. not a power user, like I said. Um, I stick to my strengths. You're sticking to your strengths. Like you said where which is definitely on like the strategy and the product side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and we can both send people to others for for the yep. things that aren't our strengths
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly anything else you're thinking about for next year maybe like anything on the monetization side i know you talked about doing like a landing page but maybe not selling something have you been thinking strategically about your income streams or like doubling down on some maybe getting rid of others anything there in that
0: area yeah not thinking of getting rid of any um I would really like uh to kick off my marketing site audits next year I've had Mm -hmm. an inquiry through which is exciting because it's just like a thing I added to my site I was like I'd like to work on this I have the process set up but no one's paid me for it yet um so that I would love to end next year having done at least one or two of those Mm that would be um, a good start um and then I don't know I'm not planning on doubling down on anything like intentionally but i feel like i already kind of have (laughs) like i've been getting a lot more sponsorships recently especially on my newsletter Mm. um i'm fem i'm almost at my uh, so my accounting year is different like we talked about when we did the annual income streams episode i can't remember what episode that was um you know mid-year-ish but i've almost equaled the income that i earned in the past year and it's only been like five months into my wow that's exciting so that's very exciting and I'm looking forward to seeing where that ends up Yeah, it definitely does make me want to lean in on monetization Yeah. so like probably produce this little product like we talked about earlier mm-hmm. in the year rather than later mm. to try and have an impact on that mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's I think things are pretty, flowing pretty well in terms of the income streams at the moment so I'm definitely that's focused good. more on producing and making the things I want to make
1: what about yeah, you? yeah yeah I've kind of been noticing that the more I make the more I spend <laughs> which like, oh, yeah, definitely. Same. I don't know why I didn't realize that before, but it's like the the more income I'm earning, the uh, yeah the, the more I'm also spending to make that income, right? Like mm-hmm. I have to hire, I might have to hire another freelancer or spend more time on something or yep. um, like I had to sign up for some new software recently or, or like upgrade my plans because my audience is growing. So I need to go to the next tier. Like everything yeah, slowly yeah. becomes more and more expensive um, which is just the nature of that, I think. But something else I'm, I'd am i like to try is advising for companies, which is like Ooh. a different kind of compensation. Usually that's like for equity. Uh, and so I'm trying to take it slow. I don't want to rush into it. I just started a new job and like, you know, I want to make sure my headspace is in the right place where it should be. But it's something I've been thinking about maybe trying next year and getting into a little bit. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see what that could look like. Maybe it's equity, maybe it's cash compensation, maybe it's a mix of. So I don't know if it'll impact like my bottom line earnings, but something mm-hmm. I'm thinking about and what that might look like. Cool,
0: very cool. I like the. That'll be really interesting to hear about as you embark yeah. on that journey. Yeah, yeah. Everything we've talked about, all of our ideas and plans, our listeners are going to get to see if they actually come to fruition, right? Over the
1: next year. (laughs) Yep. They don't always come to life. So (laughs) (laughs) that's just part of doing side projects. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Should we end with some parting words of advice for folks who are either thinking about um, like doubling down, changing up what they're doing for side projects or perhaps starting up something new? in the new year like how should people be thinking about it
1: uh yeah I feel like starting small is good um Mm. and like kind of what I was saying earlier and like if you kind of wait for that perfection moment it can actually hold you back and so just getting something out there starting small um it doesn't have to be this huge thing that you've spent like weeks preparing marketing assets for like I suppose you know, the prompt would be like, what can you get out in the quickest amount of time for the lowest lift? It's just as an experiment even to just try and see what sticks. Uh, that's kind of been my approach over the years. And that's kind of tuned my perspective, I guess. Now I feel like I can more quickly identify which things I think are mm. going to work really well, which things I know probably aren't going to be worth it. Uh, so yeah, that would, I guess, be my piece of advice.
0: I like that. I'm going to say go with where you you feel your energy flowing to or like mm. being drawn to mm-hmm. because side projects are work that we choose to take on for ourselves outside of our working hours where we are actually paid a salary like yeah. they're on the side and we're investing our time we know our time is precious and that um working too much whether it's at your job or on your own business can lead to burnout so if you're truly enjoying the project that you're working on it's not gonna have as much of an impact on that it's gonna fuel you rather than drain you um so if you feel really drawn to something but you're like this other thing over here seems to be like the most logical choice (laughs) like maybe just (laughs) ignore logic and go for the one that's the most fun for the side yeah that's that's gonna be my advice
1: (laughs) yeah no I like it like we're doing this all by choice so you gotta have some fun in it
0: I have to remind myself of that sometimes as I'm like you know it's a Sunday and I'm having to do my accounting or something like that. I'm like, you chose to be in the situation where you have these different income streams. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Cool. Well, this was fun to talk about side projects. As you mentioned, it had yeah. been a while, I think, since we really talked about it on the show. Uh, but if you're listening to this and have further questions around side projects, then you can always reach out to us. We're at Design Life FM on Twitter. You can also email us, hello at designlife.fm.
0: Yeah, we get a lot of, questions like topic requests to do with design career which is probably also why we've had so many episodes about that lately but we'd love to talk more about side projects too so if there's a question or like a situation you want help working through with that email us let us know about it Uh, where can people go to listen to all of our past episodes fam
1: yeah you can go to designlife.fm that's our website you'll see all of our episodes and you can also find us in your favorite podcast app just search for us and look for the purple picture
0: the purple picture that we have not changed since we launched (laughs) hey we've got a strong
1: brand going here
0: (laughs) yep yep consistent (laughs) all right fam we'll see you next week bye (laughs) bye